Hey, what's up? Hey, how's it going, Ryan? Pretty good. How are you, Wes? Good, good. I'm glad to be joined by my friend Ryan O'Connor. Uh, welcome, everyone, and to Bookworm Games, this episode 30, uh, conversation with Ryan O'Connor. And I wanted to first uh, ask if we could set the record straight about your friend and mine, Stephen Abel, and his uh, his behavior during Double Dash um, when you guys used to play that back in college. So, what is your what's your memory of that experience, Ryan? Oh, I remember Steve being nothing but a fair and honorable competitor. There we go. That's his memory of it too. If I if I recall, I don't know his exact words in the text he sent me. But they were along those lines, I think. Yeah. All right. Well, now that that's set straight, um, how how's things going with you? Have you been uh, busy lately, uh, traveling to Ireland or uh, up at your cabin in the woods, or anything like that, or just kind of? Yeah, we um, Crystal and I just got back from Ireland a couple months ago. Yeah. We um, did a walking tour of uh, the western coast. It was. Uh, it was really awesome. Is that one that you've done before, or is that a new destination within Ireland for you? No, it was a new destination. It was um, the Dingle Peninsula, which is um, most recently notable for its uh, Star Wars fame, I guess. It was oh. the set for some of the new movies, yeah. Okay. Is that where the Giant's Causeway is, too, or is that a different part? No, Giants Causeway is up in uh, in Northern Ireland, kind of on the northern coast. Okay. Yeah. This one is has got the uh, the old the ancient uh, caves and stuff where they where they film some of the new Star Wars. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, and some of the old uh, like dry laid stone um, little they're called beehive huts that folks yeah. would have lived in and and that sort of thing. So. Could but, you uh, yeah. Know- through any of that did you actually make it um, we yeah we went to one um it was like a i think a church from like the 700s or 800s and it's still standing which is pretty remarkable yeah those kind of places um i don't know when we were in dublin on our trip many years ago we didn't do a whole lot of that sort of historical stuff maybe uh as much as we should have but um, those kinds of things are, are fascinating. And it's really cool that you've got to, to go back and, and reconnect with your kind of family history and stuff over there. Um, yeah. Yeah. Far out. Um, I can't believe that you would not refer to pubs as being historical sites. <laughs> uh, I guess they're also kind of quasi-religious, aren't they? <laughs> in a sense, yeah. yeah. So. yeah. Well, okay. Especially well, in Dublin. Yeah. Yeah, I guess everything, everything kind of has that, that subtext to it. Um, but I, so I wanted to start with our, our sort of history as friends. I think if I remember right, I met you playing um, Foursquare before school uh, at Forest Oak Middle School. Um, and then uh, you, you were friends with Patrick already, I think, somehow. Um, and then we became friends like playing Foursquare and 
playing video games and and I think we had a few classes together probably um, at some point. Um, yeah. You, I think Sounds you were one of, familiar. Yeah, you you're one of the only people that I knew at that school at least uh, who actually had played Earthbound, which was my favorite game growing up as a kid. Um, and I don't know. I kind of forget now how I even found out about Earthbound. Do you remember <laughs> how you? How did you find out about it? Do you know? I know. I've. Uh, it's something that I've long puzzled, but I do. I have very distinct memories of living in Florida before I moved to Gaithersburg, and I was playing Earthbound. Um, uh, it must have been the mid nineties. And I don't, I wish I remembered, but somehow I got my hands on a cartridge and also the, uh, you know, the player's guide or whatever. Yeah, um, yeah. So you got it is, very early on then, because that was before you yeah, got was, up there. Yeah, yeah. And I remember immediately, I think, liking you because you had also played Earthbound. And I think... I think you may still be the only person I've ever met that has played it totally independent of of me. Like without you telling someone else about it to get them to play yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, I don't know, it's weird uh, to try to, like, I don't know, like I said, how I got specifically into Earthbound. Like, I remember there were neighbors of mine who were a few years older who played video games like um, Tetris <laughs> And Final Fantasy 2 at that time, I think, was the new one. And, like, Mario and stuff. And so, generally, I got interested in, in playing Super Nintendo because of them. But I don't think that they played Earthbound either. And I don't know why exactly, like, whether they actively didn't want to or if they just weren't that interested in it, hadn't heard about it. Like, I don't know. It's such a, it's such a unique game. Um so you've you've got some you've got some people to start playing it then have you uh heard from them what they thought after they started no i think i feel like most people fizzle out around i want to say like three or 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 maybe just a little bit after that maybe when they get to winners um i mean i i definitely think the earlier part of the game is is the most interesting and and fun and clever but yeah, I don't. I, I can't think of anybody that I know that has actually made it all the way through to the end that I've introduced to it. Um, what about you? How do you have you I introduced know, it to anybody that and it's really stuck with them? I know that it hasn't for Pat. Like we talked about this recently, actually. <laughs> I had him on the show, um, and he never got that into it. Um, and he talked a little bit about why, like maybe it's just not the kind of game that he generally mm-hmm. gets interested in. and and then uh my friend Steve um that I think I think I must have known him before middle school although it's all a little hazy right now um, <laughs> we used to play it all the time um and I I oh. know that he he's, he really enjoyed it and all that um but the 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 early part of the game being an interesting part all right it, what do you think that there's anything that you could do here? I don't know if this would make sense like for you as a kid, but maybe now like thinking about it, 
Is there anything you could have done when introducing people to the game to have to have gotten them to keep playing it and like get through some of the monotonous, the weird like the monkey cave and all the all the parts that are sort of te- tedious um, around that part? Yeah. So, like, what could you say to someone to get them to keep playing to like get through to the end of the game? Well, I think I think you just hit on it with with what you were saying about Steve. I think. Um, I definitely think that it's a game best enjoyed in company, you know, um, despite it being, you know, only one person can play it at a time. Um, it really lends itself to, to laughter and joking and observation. And, um, yeah, I think if you're, if you're, you know, if you already kind of have played it before and you know what to expect and you enjoy it, um, it's really one thing to play it on your own, but if it's something that's totally new and it's such an odd, it's such an odd duck, right? Yeah. Um, that I think having a, having somebody else there with you to play it with, I think might help that's, it stick. That's cool. That's interesting. Yeah. Cause if in some sense, that's the way that the game sort of opens too. It's like you have this guiding figure um in buzz buzz who appears very very early on to like sort of set you going on your quest um and and so in some respect what you're describing sounds to me like you you would be the um the little the little fly or bee or whatever he is buzzing around uh and and kind of getting people to keep going with it and um, yeah but hopefully not get smacked by pokey's mom well that's the danger isn't it like what would that be Mm -hmm. then like your your eagerness and your enthusiasm getting smacked down by the flabby hand of reality or something. Like that. <laughs> I don't know. Like, it's, uh, there's there's definitely a risk to like be too to show too much love about about something, right? It's like makes you vulnerable. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. That's kind of my theory about why Buzz Buzz is defeated. So, um, you mm. know, ignominiously, like dishonorably, there. Um, Is He's too. Uh, he's too real. Is that? Yeah. He's he's given too much of himself, right? He's uh, mm-hmm. put himself out there too much. Well, uh, and probably takes uh, quite a bit of yourself to travel through time. I would think. That so that's interesting. That's the part of the game that I'm at now. So so at the end of the game, right? You come full circle and you go back to Onet. And you uh, you have to get the piece of the meteorite so they can mm-hmm. adapt the, um, the phase distorter so that it can travel through time, right? Yeah. And do you remember what happens before you can travel back into the past? You know, I don't, actually. They, they tell you, and, and Dr. And Donuts gets very upset about this. He sort of walks off, and you have to go talk to him again. And he says, you can't go back in your, your physical body. You have to... <sighs> into a, a robot body yeah 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 and, uh and so it's it's sort of like well i don't know exactly what to make of that i'm, I'm trying to think about it i was playing just just today as my homework for this week um, <laughs> i need to, to try to do another another episode i'm coming up to the very end here and i it strikes me that there's something about yeah something about going into the past that um you have to you have to let go of like a part of yourself right yeah it yeah. it seems 
to it seems to in Buzz Buzz's case uh, make him vulnerable, uh, and he goes um, he goes alone, which I also found interesting. Yeah, and and finds and sort of like again becomes that that guiding figure for you. Um, what do you, what do you think about that? Well, you know, he he did travel alone, and he ended up getting squished and you know to link it back to the end of the game maybe that's why ness and his friends succeed because they can rely on each other and they do have each other to to lean on and support yeah i i like that uh theme of the game a lot actually the the idea that the friendship between these um complete strangers like is 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 an integral part of of saving the world somehow. Um, It's always sort of been a little mysterious to me, like how people become friends, Um, especially, you know, like when you're a kid and trying to think back later, it's just like so long (laughs) and you can't, you like literally can't remember, but even like making, making friends later, like in college or something with people, like it's, it's sort of a mysterious process, right? It's like, how does that, how does that take place to me? It's something like, this this process of of the future reaching out to interact with the present somehow um Mm -hmm. it's like you can tell there's something about this person that you're going to get along with them and and that sort of that sort of future state um somehow has this uh, impact um on you in the moment um do you think that's like possible or is that too weird no, I I definitely I think that's true. Um I was just, you know, I was just thinking you had at the beginning of our chat you had kind of started to talk about your memories of when you and I first met. And the more I think about it, I had it just does it all seems very hazy and it's almost unreal maybe. Almost uh out of body, I guess, so to speak. Yeah, um, well, you know, it changed so much over the over the time too. It's like, in some sense, it's really not this. You really, you really have changed your body, right? You, you yeah. Like, you, have, you have you had a different physical form in the past, and the physical yeah. form you are now. Go back to that, yeah. 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 Or weird. once you were uh, some sort of robot, <laughs> <laughs> a fully fleshed uh, being. Thing like that, I suppose. Yeah. Well, so I I love the idea that um, Buzz Buzz, with his coming from the future to the past, in some sense represents that that sort of thing too, right? Like the, yeah. the friendship. So we've got the friendship. I think we've got the courage, like the the stick to itiveness or whatever we've talked a little bit about. So what about wisdom then? Um, in in what sense? If any, uh, do you feel like this game teaches us something about wisdom? Hmm. Oh man, that's a. I don't know. I think that's a good question. Have you? I don't know. Did you feel like as a kid you were learning things from it as you played, or did you play it just to like enjoy it and just because that was fun to do? I think. I mean, certainly when you're a kid, right? Like you, you kind of. I certainly appreciate Earthbound more as an adult because you understand more of the references and the 
and the jokes and how some of the jokes have multiple layers. Um, but I think as a kid, I just played it cause I enjoyed it. Um, yeah. And I think, that- I think for wisdom, I want to say uh, something, you know, with earthbound, you, you do travel the whole earth, right? And I think that's definitely one of the cornerstones of wisdom is uh, like perspective. Um, yeah. And you yeah. can gain a lot of perspective by traveling to, to far off lands and meeting people that eat stinky sauerkraut and <laughs> going into the pyramid and the big city, and, you know, so I don't, uh, maybe, maybe there's something, something there. That's the way that the um, that the uh, the player's guide is sort of set up, which I thought was really cool, even as a kid. That yeah. they, it's set up like a um, like a travel guide, right? And, yeah. Um, and you sort of you get like a little um, newspaper clipping from each town that appears in the game. Um, that's the way that it's sort of put together. Yeah, yeah. I, I totally yeah I totally agree that as part of the the playing and just sort of doing stuff we maybe don't normally think of that as wisdom but that's a really good example is like travel like you mm-hmm. by going somewhere by doing something that's that's the learning process happening that's actually yeah. it yeah, yeah and it, it so while we're on the while we're on the subject of travel uh-huh. i don't know that i've ever bothered to look it up or found out or whatever but why do you think they selected um earthbound to be the english you know western name for the game the translator um i I know a little bit about the translation because i got this book uh legends of localization but i don't remember i'd have to look it up if it's in there um the actual title like you know that this is a uh it's a sequel right it's um it's actually too so it's the sequel to another game and it's got that that uh series title mother um but since there was no mother in <laughs> in america yeah and i don't think that that title would necessarily, i don't think that title would nef- necessarily make much sense to uh to translate um literally yeah. or whatever uh but earthbound I've always found it to be a really evocative, you know, name. Um, there's a few different ways you could take it, really. Yeah. Right? Like, in, in one sense, you're you're stuck on the earth or something. That's kind of how it's usually um, used. But in this game, it seems to be more along the sense that you are like, yeah, bound to the earth. You're mm. you're sort of um, in connection with it mm. in a deep way. Yeah, uh, and. And it's um, it's interesting that the, that the real title is Mother, um, because that I mean is a pretty good description of the Earth, um, but it also obviously has like a more immediate meaning. Yeah. Uh, and the way that the game progresses, um, you you know Ness always has to call home periodically. He gets homesick, and his mom is the only thing that will get him sort of back focused on his journey um, is talking to her. Yeah. Hmm. So that's just one of the, one of the sort of the things that comes to mind about that. Um, But, 
but the traveling yeah the traveling element is definitely uh an interesting one the way that your your journey um fills in the soundstone right? yeah. that's sort of like the that's like the quest that you're on at first yeah. um but ultimately the soundstone disappears right so you get to a certain point you have all the melodies and then you you have to go to magicant like in your mind <laughs> and when you when you wake up from that uh the soundstone disappears it's gone um and some somehow your I, I take that to mean that you that ness has like integrated that experience in um it's no longer yeah it's no longer outside it's like inside of him yeah. yeah and and then of course so then you're in like the, the home stretch of the game you do the you do the the meteorite thing and you do the time travel thing and then well then you're at the end right so what did you like do you remember when you first got to the end of the game did it like freak you out um did you did you know what to do i i think i did because i I feel like the player's guide tells you what to do doesn't it 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 gives you sort of unusually precise instructions isn't that right i think so um I feel like as a kid, I think I was probably let down a little bit by how, uh, what is it? You you just have Paula pray five or ten or something times. Isn't that right? Not to spoil the ending or anything like that. It's it's cool. Like I, I tried to tell people up front that this was not going to be a spoiler-free um, uh, podcast series. So hopefully they aren't too... Um, but you know this like you said the player's guide also tells you what to do so but uh yeah yeah what do you make of that like the way that you win against the final boss is not by fighting but by praying ultimately well it's just so it's um it's like almost like countercultural or or subversive or something right like that's just not how video games end with the final boss like the final boss you you like beat them down and stand on top of them and raise your, <laughs> raise your sword or your gun or your baseball bat and triumph. You know, <laughs> right. You, your robotic hand raising your baseball bat and triumph. Yeah. Uh, but this, it, it strikes me that, yeah, there is something uh, kind of cool about how, well, I, First of all, like if you try to win by fighting, you can't. Like you will lose. Um, so anyone who didn't have the player's guide and and didn't know what to oh, do, man. I think would be probably really stuck. Yeah. Like until they, like by desperation, maybe they would try prey, and then they, they they'd realize like they they actually did that. Like they were they were actually sort of praying yeah. when they used the prey, <laughs> which I think is pretty wild. Um, and and like really interesting like you remember when we played um uh metal gear right there were moments in that game yeah. metal gear solid and a sequel where it like does that kind of meta thing yeah. and it sort of involves the player but i think earthbound did that in a really interesting way um you know with with various things throughout the game a lot of them are kind of jokes but this one it seems like is pretty it sort of hits home i think yeah, um, yeah i think it it really suits the character of of the game and and the designers and kind of what they were going for, right? I think so. Yeah. 
Yeah. And so it's, it's intriguing to me. Yeah. That you, um, you sort of gain power from the earth and all your travels and things, but ultimately what, what brings peace and saves the world, right. Is the connections uh, that you've made yeah. with other people throughout your journey. Right. So like yeah. all these, all these people that you've met. Yeah. Also, and I've, I've only beaten it once or twice, you know, post um it's like post high school or post undergrad something like that and um i found i found when i got to that point it was almost a relief like it was a relief to be able to stop um bashing you know attack (laughs) button and pulling out you know freeze omega or whatever it was a relief to be able to put all that down and just i don't know embrace like yeah embrace all the connections and stuff that that you've made throughout the journey yeah i think as a kid um you might not notice that as much but yeah i think there is a great value in going back and playing these games well at least earthbound um yeah i'm gonna try to explore a few other ones too but i wanted to start with earthbound because i thought it was it's the one that had the biggest impact on me as a kid and that like like you, I've, I've gone back to and played it since then. And I, I find it really, yeah, rewarding, um, interesting. And like, I just think it's great. Like, I think I, I wanted, so I wanted to share it with people. That's why I'm kind of curious about like, what, what do you think the best way to do that is like yeah. to, to bring, to bring more people in, into contact with this, uh, fantastic, you know, experience of playing this game. Yeah. Um, I've I've yet to I've yet to look anything like this up, but I wonder I wonder if you could, yeah, maybe in concert with uh, this podcast that you've started to do, um, if you could somehow stream, uh, like on Twitch or something, and kind of have a running commentary and a running dialogue with with viewers or with with participants in in playing yeah. with you. That that would be cool because that's got the kind of live interaction element, which is what the podcast hasn't got, except for when I get calls from my friends. Right? So it's like it's it's something that yeah, I would love to do. I'd love to do more with that um, live interaction kind of thing. Yeah, uh, that is a good idea. What um I, what games are you are you thinking about exploring the, down the road? The next, the next series I want to do is going to be on, um, on a book instead. It's going to be Philip Pullman's yeah, uh, Golden Compass. Golden Compass, exactly. Yeah. So I'm going to start with that next. Take a, take a step back from games, um, but look at that kind of in the same way that I've been doing with Earthbound and see yeah. what kinds of things I, I can, can uh, dig into with that. But then I do want to come back to, um, uh, Xenogears for the PlayStation. That was one that I thought uh, as a kid playing it, I thought I felt like there was a lot more going on in that game than I really like could grasp. Yeah. Um, so I want to revisit it. And I never actually beat that game. I, I always got towards the end and, and lost steam. That's, um, that's the game with the, um, the mechs, right? And the mech battles. It's yeah, it's, it's super over the top. I mean, it's like, 
it's got very little of the humor that makes Earthbound so awesome. Yeah. Uh, but it has it has got some very deep, you know, it, it at least makes some pretensions towards some very deep themes. Yeah. So I want to see how those kind of hold up on second on a second look here. Yeah. Um, that's the next game I want to do. I'm with my friend Alex and uh, Vince, um, friend of ours. We're talking about Final Fantasy VII um, as a group right now. Like every week we do like an hour's worth of gameplay or so. Oh, nice. um, yeah, so that's that's going on concurrently um, and sort of, I, I just, I, I find that game interesting and cool, but it's not like one of my personal favorite necessarily. So it's, it's one that I'm happy to do. Yeah. For you, I remember you always used to like uh, tactics a yeah. lot. Yeah. Uh, what was it about tactics that was so enthralling to you? I think it was the, um, like, just how much thought you could put into a single, like, uh, battle, I guess. Um, and just the, the mental gymnastics of of juggling all the different variations and what could happen and and opt figure out how to optimize your way through a battle, stuff like that. But um, I remember even as a kid really appreciating the difficulty of it too. It was one of those games that um, wasn't impossible by any stretch of the imagination, but it certainly, um, there were, there were definitely battles that I had to restart, you know, one or two or three times just because, um, they were just hard. They were hard to overcome um, for a variety of different reasons. But um, it, and it's like chess, kind of the same thing that attracted me to chess growing up too. Um, that's what I was just going to bring up. Yeah, it sounds like this, the, strat- the strategy element, right, or, or sort of thinking down the line, like what will happen if you do this, yeah. this thing, that thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and, I did talk um, to the, the setting of um, – you know, I think there's definitely something in like romantic about like knights and wizards and and that sort of thing. I think that setting, for whatever reason, has always resonated um, with me and yeah. just being able to engage in that type of of world. Well, so you took your interest in in history and stuff, and you were you actually studied archaeology, right? Mm-hmm. And and um worked you know out in the field a bit um and, and uh is that something that you still like read up on and study now um, yeah yeah i um you know i'm lucky to be married to an archaeologist too so i get to it's right i get to engage with that half of my uh i don't know half of my brain or whatever um i still i'll volunteer and go go dig with her every once in a while and um nice. read articles along those lines and that type of stuff yeah and how do you think that is that something that you sort of consider akin to the 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 fantasy um setting right like is the past a kind of uh fantasy realm in a way or um oh. Oh. How, how would you that's a I think that's a really good question. Yeah, I, I definitely think to some extent the past is almost, I think fantasy is probably like a good word, right? Like uh, there's definitely 
the uh, it's definitely human nature to kind of airbrush out the crappy parts of the past and, and only remember the good times or whatever. Um, yeah, and I, I I guess I don't mean fantasy necessarily in a bad way because there's definitely stuff worth forgetting. But um, yeah, I think there definitely is some sort of parallel. I think you've hit on something interesting. Yeah, well, I've been thinking about like where where games sort of fit into the the traditional like genres of literature, mm-hmm. so to speak. Right, you, you kind of got like um, poetry and uh, plays, and then you've got your various kinds of fiction and the novel mm-hmm. and all that. Um, and and if if you were to like kind of try to make a genre for it, like this this Final Fantasy Tactics. Does it really fit into the same uh, genre as um, like Earthbound, uh, Final Fantasy VII, and, and all those? Mm. Is it sort of its own its own kind of thing? Yeah, I don't. I, that's kind of the hard part, right? Is um, where does the game design per se sit, and how you categorize it with, say, like elements of the story or um, that yeah. sort of thing? Because I think tactics has a a similar focus on themes such as like courage and wisdom and uh fidelity um but you're right i mean the gameplay is so radically kind of different to some extent that uh do they belong in the same category as works of art or works of game or what have you well yeah because like if you look at um really old uh, historical documents, right? They're they're basically like what we would consider fantasy or like um, imaginary stuff, yeah. right? Uh, you, you get like sort of mythical elements and legendary elements all mixed together willy nilly. <laughs> um, and I, I wonder if we're sort of like at that at that point in our in our game development, you know, because games are video games. That is, they're such a new thing. Yeah that um, we haven't really like hashed out the boundaries maybe between different uh, different forms quite yet. And, and we're still sort of like working on like what, what are the possibilities here? What can, what kinds of stories can be told and in what different ways? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I find it, I find it a really interesting, uh, well, I don't know. I never liked playing Final Fantasy Tactics as much, but I definitely was like fascinated by, um the story that that it has it's got a kind of um uh like a there's a betrayal thing going on yeah. right? it's, it's one of the so in that way it's very medieval because uh, that was sort of a fascination yeah right? and very uh, yeah medieval yeah definitely is the right word for that and um is that one that you would want to do a, a podcast about or like talk more about at some point you know I don't know. Maybe that's an interesting idea. I've always felt that the um, the world of tactics, Ivalis, was kind of one of the um, high, like missed chances for. Um, I guess it was probably SquareSoft to really yeah. explore more fully. Um, I was always really disappointed that they didn't make more games set in in that world with the those kind of more. Um, Deep, deeply thought out themes, you know. Yeah, 
Hmm. Yeah. And to allow you to allow you to explore more. Yeah. 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 I'd have to chew on that. That's an interesting idea though. Cause part of what I do with this, you know, is try to get all my friends to make uh, courses as well, because there's too many things out there, you know, for one person to, <laughs> uh, try to try to talk about them all, yeah. but I definitely am interested. In, so like with Ben, I tried to get him to do a Zelda one and with Steve his uh, his interest is with these um, escape the room type games, uh, the nine 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 series. So so anyway, yeah. So think about it. do think about. All right, it. yeah. No, I definitely yeah. enjoyed your all's uh, you and Steph's um, uh, what's the farming game? Oh yeah, uh, Stardew Valley. Stardew Valley. Yeah, I definitely a lot of what she was saying about about it, I definitely could relate to because I I think I had a minor Stardew Valley addiction there for about two or two and a half weeks. Um, it got pretty serious, yeah. and I had to I had to detox and go go cold turkey. So, <laughs> um, that is the danger. Yeah, yeah. I was I, I meant I, to ask you, what are you uh, other than Earthbound and I guess Final Fantasy? What are are you playing anything else right now? I I think uh, my friend Ben uh, sent me a game on the computer. Um, where the water tastes like wine it's a it's a computer game though so it's like i have to sit at the computer mm. and that always feels sort of like work to me so i haven't got into that one too far yet um but i do plan on on playing that soon um and um these days i sort of like only play games if i can justify it to myself by saying that i'm you know like learning something yeah. while doing yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I really think that it's not entirely uh bullshit that that I actually do come up with cool cool ideas while I'm sitting there like really thinking about it and not just kind of playing. <laughs> um it, it's definitely a way to like get around me feeling like I'm totally wasting my time <laughs> also. So. Uh, yeah. You know, there's there's just too much stuff there's there's too many books there's too many things to do like totally outside of you know art and stuff there's like well you you could go like go outside or like go out and and you know hang out with people and that's that's right along the spokane river totally totally. Mm. i definitely have played games as an adult for an hour or two or three and gotten to the end of it and been like man I really kind of wish I had that time back. <laughs> so that's good that you're uh, you're being uh, deliberate, you know, with uh, with your game playing. I'm trying. I'm trying. I think. Well, anyway, I I certainly am glad that, in some small way at least, it's allowed me to reconnect with some friends yeah. who I don't talk to enough. So, so I really appreciate your time, and and please do keep uh, sending thoughts and questions and stuff in um when you get the chance yes it's really good to hear from you yeah definitely Wes. thanks for uh, thanks for having me on awesome well um till next time we talk uh take care and say hi to crystal and everybody um and i look forward to talking again soon yeah sounds good Wes. all right bye bye